Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Welcome in another edition of Green and Growing. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you, 1250amthefan.com. Our guy Nathan Marzion, follow him on Twitter. Uh, Nathan Marzion, uh, news breaking uh, this morning, Thursday morning, as we record this Thursday evening. Uh, that uh, Terry Stotts. You know, Bucks assistant coach. You know, the guy that we talked about previously on the Green and Growing about, oh, man, it's going to be so great. Him and Lillard are on the same page. Lillard talking about, oh, man, it's great to have him here. Familiar face, chopping it up. Me and him hanging out and talking and catching up and the whole deal. And I know what the offense is that he's running because it's the offense that we ran in Portland. Uh, Terry will be able to, you know, drop plays out of bounds. We were talking about how great that was. Pronti knows Giannis, so he can drop some plays for, uh, for Giannis out of bounds if they need. Uh, and everything was based around Stott's offense, and this was going to be just absolutely freaking lovely. In fact, Adrian Griffin, the head coach of this team, when they hired Terry Stott, said it was a home run hire. That's what he called it, a home run hire. Turns out it was a strikeout. Uh, and now uh, we have to talk about Terry Stott's quitting, resigning. I could find nobody of who I texted around the league that knew or thought this was coming. I talked to multiple people who just talked to Stotts a couple of days ago and he was perfectly fine and happy and uh, there was no shades of being bad about anything. Nothing at all. It's completely stunned everybody around the league. Then Eric Name and Sham Sharania write this piece and apparently uh, there was a practice. Uh, Griffin calls for the coaches to huddle uh, after practice is done. Stotts walks around, walks away from where they're huddling to go talk to Giannis and Lillard or whoever. Uh, and then uh, Griffin calls from the huddle again. He's like, hey, let me talk to these guys. And then Griffin apparently 
yells at him and tells him to get over here, whatever, in front of the whole team. Uh, and then Stotts resigns yesterday, I'm guessing, after a set practice. Uh, and that's the end of it. Uh, and now news comes out this morning from Woj. I'm going to let Nathan go first. Because if I would have recorded this this morning prior to the article of Sharania uh, and Eric name, I would have you you wouldn't have believed it if you would have heard it. I, I really was hot. It like it ruined my whole day. It legitimately ruined my whole day. I've been mad all day. Then I had to go ca- coach a flight football practice with a bunch of seven year olds uh, and eight year olds. That put me in a little bit better mood. I had some spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. Thanks to Nathan for letting me have some dinner before we recorded this. So that filled me up a little bit. I feel a little bit better. Some some Italian rolls or whatever to go with it. I, I feel good. I I, I sense like. I'm going to blow up again. So instead of doing that, I'm going to let Marzion take control here uh, before I tell you what I think of this whole situation. Go ahead, Nathan, uh, your thoughts. Yeah, I I was obviously upset about it as well. Um, Disappointing. And just like, yeah, when it comes out, you're like, what the heck? Like the first thing I thought was like, why? What the heck just happened? Why? Like, this is just, it's not a good thing. It's something you never want to have to go through. It's something, especially this close to the season, like absolutely unfortunate. And, you know, we were looking forward to having Stotts as our offensive guy, an experienced guy. You know, everyone liked the hire when they when they hired him. And then obviously once they get Dame, you know, he's familiar with Dame and everything. So that all seemed like it was going to be smooth. But after this article, because that was the thing is you're kind of like, okay, let's wait for more information to come out. You know, was this a personal thing? Was this a health thing? Was this he didn't get along with Griffin? Was this something else? Was it something with Dame? Like we just didn't know. After this comes out where it basically talks about Griffin and Stotts kind of having this disagreement, and I'm guessing this wasn't the only time because I don't think they would – I don't think he would step down after just one time of getting you know yelled at. But obviously there was some type of, of dysfunction between the two. And to me, after reading this, it seems like Stotts was not willing to take a – secondary role on this coaching staff and let Griffin be the lead guy as his job title says he should be. And so he was not okay being, you know, being, being told what to do from a guy that is obviously a lot more inexperienced than him, but holds the title of head coach and therefore is allowed to tell the other coaches what to do. So to me, to me, that's how I'm taking it right now. Based on the information we have, I, I think that's really the only way you can take it so far because there's there's nothing to indicate that Griffin did a ton wrong here other than, okay, he told the assistant coach what the plan was that they were going to do. The assistant coach ignored him. He told you, you know, then he, then he tells the assistant coach, no, like, come over here. And then the assistant coach still ignores him, and then he gets angry at that. To me, it's telling me that Stotts was not okay taking on this this type of role. I don't think he was ready to be an assistant. And at the end of the day, if that is the case, then I'm glad that this happened early. I'm glad that this isn't something that he stayed on and there was kind of this dysfunction all season because obviously this seems like something that would have eventually boiled over and um, you know really caused a, distra- a distraction. So I'm glad that at least this distraction is happening before the season, I know it's close to the season, but it's not happening in the middle of the season. It's not happening at the end. It's not happening throughout the season. So they can, you know, address it, move on from it, get someone new in now rather than, you know, Ooh. again, going going through this whole, I don't care. Ooh. I, it, Ooh. I, I started going through Terry Stotts coaching staffs in Portland. 
And the lead guy just got hired by the Phoenix Mercury or whatever, the WNBA, literally like a couple days ago as the new head coach. He had been out there, could have probably snagged him, uh, Tibbetts or whatever his name is. He got hired. So I started going through some of the other guys that have been on his coaching staff. Nathan, who's going to run the offense? Pronti didn't well, run this offense. Pronti didn't I just run this say- kid. This was Stott's offense. Are they going to let Lillard draw a place coming out of timeouts because he knows the offense? Or are they going to try to change the offense now? You can run, you can bring someone in here that can run a successful offense with this team. This isn't like rocket science. No, but you're that, saying you're changing the offense then. So everything you put in there's in not training, much to change. It's going to be season. largely, it, there's not a ton to change. It's going to be largely pick and rolls. It's going to be largely, okay. You know, stats offense. I'm saying that you can run it a very successful offense very simply with these four players that they have. I'm not have. saying that. Yes. What I'm telling you is, I don't care what stats offense was. That, right. That, that's the problem. That's the problem. The problem is Lillard knew the offense and was helping teach the other guys what they were going to run. Now, the guy who's leaving, you're saying, ah, who cares? Throw it out there. Right. Because the Bucks half-court offense in the playoffs has been something special, right? So now you're going to Well, they have, have Damian Mike. Lillard instead of Drew Holiday now, so that should help a little bit. We hope. I mean, no, like, like and I, and I say that sarcastically because it should help a dramatic amount. So you would think so. So now is it will, it will. going to run, Pronti's going to run kids offense. Do is you, do you, do? I just want to ask, do you think that there's, you, you think that there's a decent chance that a coach comes in here and they have like a not top, not top 10 offense in this? I think there's a decent chance they don't replace stats because Griffin doesn't want to deal with it again. And, and do you, but how about, and, and, and how do you think He's their offense the would offense. be? How it's do you think their the offense kid. would be? That's going to be the kid offense. That's what it's going to be. And everybody's going to lose their mind. Because that means Giannis is going to be attacking the rim more and being more going towards the rim. It's not going to be all this other three-point happy crap because that's not what Prunty and Kid ran for all those years. That's not what it was. Stots, yes. A lot more threes and so forth, more closer to Bud. Now, again, I don't know what he was going to run with Lillard and Giannis. And obviously, pick and roll, right, obviously. Every person on the earth knows Giannis and Lillard are going to run pick and roll. Pretty sure every defense coming in is going to know they're going to run the pick and roll. How are we going to try and defend it? And maybe it's impossible. Maybe you can't defend it. Then, to your point, you're right. But all I'm saying is to let somebody run the offense to this point and then have that dude walk away with one preseason game left, you have to physically make the decision of, if you're Adrian Griffin, are we going to continue to run what he's been trying to install for the last several weeks, or are we going to scrap it and start over fresh and do something else? He has to make that decision of what that's going to be. And that's a big decision because if you're going to go with what you have, neither him nor Prunty, I don't believe, have ever ran that offense. So now it's going to be, can I find somebody that knows this offense, that's coached it before, that can come in here and help us continue to run this? Or do I say to hell with it? And I'm going to let Joe Prunty run what he wants to run on offense. And then everybody's going to have to relearn again at the beginning of the season. Now, it doesn't matter from the aspect of regular season wins in November and December, whatever. So if this ends up being an extended training camp and exhibition season for a month while you put a brand new offense in and scrap the one that you have, well, then so be it. You end up with more losses than you wanted, but who cares? It's As Nathan will yeah. tell you, it's not about the regular season. It's about winning in the playoffs. So as long as this all works out and the offense is successful, that's fine. That, that's really what it is at the end of the day. They have to figure out, are they going to run the Stotts offense or are they going to say to hell with it and let Joe Pronti run what he wants? That's what they have to, or hire somebody else, which at this point, I don't know who, who's left out there, who you could go get. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, and, and of course, I'm not arguing. It's obviously a bad position to be position to be in. Obviously, you don't want this to happen. You you ideally want to have this guy that has been running the offense to continue running it. You don't want to have someone just randomly. You know, you have to kind of scrap everything, or you have to all of a sudden make this decision. But as you said. It's okay if this takes a little bit of time to to come together and for them to kind of figure out what they want to do. Their their season really starts around the All Star break, and even you know I'd say yeah, late February is when the season really starts for this team. Of like that's when you really should be starting to look good. That's when things should start to get nailed down, and it should be like this team looks like a playoff team, like this looks like a championship team. So I don't care if they struggle a little bit for the first month. I don't even expect them to, but if they do, I'm not gonna freak out. Um, I just, in my pers- in, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything that I'm not. I'm not worried about like, oh my God, Terry Stotts is the only guy that could have made this offense successful, and not having him is going to make this offense not that good. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but there are just I'm people saying that you are, put this offense in the whole time, and there's nobody else on that bench that has run it, and now you have to, like I said, make a decision of are we going to run that or start over with something else. That's all I'm saying because the offense that I'm guessing Riffin sold to Giannis was Stott's offense that they talked about. I'm guessing. That's that's my guess. But but also, I mean, let's let's I think that but I mean I'm trying to think. They've had Dame now for a month, not even a month, no, a few like weeks. Two weeks, a couple yeah. weeks. So this isn't like they've been implementing this for, for months and months and like it's completely embedded in all their their brains and it's like they have to just kind of all of a sudden, oh my gosh, we 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 just lost our guy. Like I don't they've been They've been together for a couple weeks. Things didn't work out with with the coach. Okay, he's going somewhere else, and like that's it, it's just I'd rather this happen now than than happen later. And I don't sure. think that this is anything that I just don't think this is anything that's going to really set them back super far. You know, it could set them back a little bit. I do think it will set them back a little bit. But again, I just for me, I don't look at this. I don't think we're gonna look back and be like, man, if we don't win the title, I don't think we're gonna look back and be like, man, if we had Terry Stotts, we would have won. Like. It all depends this, on what this offense looks like throughout the year. If this offense doesn't live up to expectations, then there's going to be talk about, well, what if Stotts doesn't leave? How much better is this offense? That's going to I, be a thing. If, if at the end of the day we're going, this offense should be scoring way more than it is, and it's not. Like, what the hell is going on? You're going to be questioning it because I think everybody going into the season thinks this offense should be lethal. I do just want to – I mean, I hate that I'm doing this. I hate it. That's okay. I don't, even, I don't want – no, no, hold on. I hate that I'm about to – use preseason as any indicator of anything, but it's not like the offense looked great in preseason either. Yeah, Lillard is so, so I'm not going to sit there and be like, it's, you know, it'd be one thing if they looked fantastic in preseason and you were like, Holy cow, like they are doing right. so many different things. 
and you know, and then all of a sudden Stotts leaves and they look like crap. Like they look, they look bad to, to start preseason. So if they if they look bad to start the season, I don't think that's anything like oh it's Terry. It's because Terry mm-hmm. Stotts left. I think they're regardless they're going to need a little bit of time to gel. But I don't. I think also regardless they're going to make this thing work and they're going to be really 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 good offensively. No matter who is the offensive coach, I don't like. I think sometimes we overcomplicate this stuff. When you have this much offensive talent, when it fits together this well, it's not that hard to make it really, really good. It really isn't. 60% of their offense should be the pick and roll, which isn't and it doesn't take any genius to figure that out. It That's should be a idea. large it should be a large, large portion of their, their offense. And then, you know, you you run some some stuff. They ran a little bit of like horn sets and stuff like that and just it doesn't take that much to like make this successful. This isn't if they didn't have Dame, I'd be more concerned because I'd be saying, man, we got rid of Bud because our offense had been struggling with Drew and Chris and Giannis, Correct. and we were struggling down the stretch. And like we we still don't know how we're going to fix that. We don't know how this offense is going to get any better. And the guy we just hired to make it better is now gone. So then I'd be more concerned because I'd be like, I just don't know how. Like we're not sure this offense is going to be any better. We got Damian Lillard. Like this offense is going to be better. It's it's not that the 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 acquisition of Damian Lillard to me made the Terry Stotts thing a little bit less important in my opinion. Thanks, now I son. still was I still yeah. was happy that like I still liked that. Okay, we have Terry Stotts, we have an experienced guy, he knows Dame, all that. But I also was like, okay, this offense is working regardless of who's the coach. Like I don't I don't care that we. I, it's just it's gonna work and. I still believe that. I still think like this is going to be a top five offense, could be even better, regardless of who is in charge there and regardless of exactly what they're drawing up. I I just think that this is gonna work and I'm not okay. I'm not gonna freak out. Let, let, all right. Now I, I got several things that piss me off about this whole thing. Okay. My first thing that pisses me off is these are two grown ass men. And Adrian Griffin, who's been an assistant coach for a hundred years, who was a player with Terry Stotts who's been both, right? And was an assistant coach to George Carl, then got his head coaching start with Bucks, the Hawks, the Trailblazers, had pretty good success with the Trailblazers, didn't win, but got him to the, the, the conference finals, eight of nine years in the playoffs, knows what the hell he's doing. What I get mad about is that you two knuckleheads couldn't figure out how to make this damn thing work. Like, this all should have been ironed out before we got to training camp. Whose responsibilities are what? How is this going to run? And move on from there. Brian Windhorst, I don't know if you saw this from Brian Windhorst of ESPN, said this was an arranged marriage. That this wasn't a Griffin hire. This was the organization telling or highly suggesting to Adrian Griffin to hire Terry Stotts. These two didn't know each other. They never worked together. None of that. But the organization was pushing on him that they wanted him to bring in Terry Stotts. Now, is it unusual? No. As we've talked about before, anytime you have a first-year head coach, normally you get a gray hair, right? Now, he doesn't have gray hair necessarily. Prunty does. But a guy that's been a head coach, that's been around the league 100 years, that can help you with the ins and outs of dealing with the media and the ins and outs of you know stuff with the locker room and the grind of the season and practices and training camp and all that stuff and be that other guy there to kind of help you through it. That's what they were hoping Terry Stotts was. But by all accounts, Adrian Griffin didn't handpick him. The organization handpicked him. That's problem A. Problem B in all of this is, let's look at the National Football League. How many times have you seen a head coach who is an offensive guy hire a defensive coordinator and say, dude, it's all you. I'm staying out of it. You do what you got to do. 
I'll run the offense, you run the defense, and we're good. Just stay out of each other's nose, and we'll be fine. See it all the time in football, all the time. This should have been a situation where Terry Stotts and Adrian Griffin should have just drawn a line in the sand. Like, I'm going to run the offense. You coach the team. Matumbo's going to run the defense. Help Matumbo. I don't care what you do. Me and Prunty are going to run the offense, and that's how it's going to go. And clearly, that's not how it went. Clearly, there was beef going on throughout this whole thing. And I don't know, maybe if Terry Stotts, and again, I have no inside information, but I don't know, maybe Terry Stotts didn't think Griffin was the guy for the job. Maybe Terry Stotts coached with Adrian Griffin a little while and said, this dude ain't it. Like, he should not be a head coach. Like, I, he's doing several things wrong here, and he ain't listening to a word I say. Maybe there was a respect issue. Maybe he just didn't think Adrian Griffin was the guy. And Griffin talks to the media and is like, well, I don't know what happened. Talk to Terry. That pissed me off. Like At this point, you must send Joe Prunty out there to do press instead of Adrian Griffin. Come on, man. You don't know? This is my thing. Having been a manager before, okay? If you've got a good employee like Nathan Marzian, right? He's a great employee. Just you love yourself some Nathan Marzian. He does uh, goes above and beyond and everything that he does. And Nathan Marzian comes to you and says, uh, I'd like to give my two-week notice. And you're floored. You're like, Marzian's my best employee. I can't let Marzian go. What's wrong, Nathan? Is it something I did? You know, is this is your coworkers? Uh, what's going on? Are you looking for more money? What's, what's, what's the deal? You are asking, or you should be asking as a manager, questions as far as why are you leaving? If you like the person, okay? Now, if Marzian's a horrible employee and not that good anyhow, and he says, hey, I'm giving my two-week notice, you go, oh, good luck. Good luck in your future endeavors. Have a good day. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Cool. I don't care where you're going. Don't care why you're leaving. Didn't watch you anyhow. See you later. So one of two things happened here. A, Griffin didn't want him anyhow. So when Scott said, I resign, Griffin said, cool, see you later, and walked out. I mean, he may not really know what happened. Or B, which I think is more likely, Stotts resigned maybe to John Horst, maybe not to Adrian Griffin. And Horst said what's going on, and he told Horst everything that's going on. Do I think Griffin knows? I think Griffin definitely knows, and Griffin definitely doesn't want to talk about it. That's my guess. Because he doesn't well, want to throw stats under the bus one way or the other. So Griffin's trying to take the high road here. Say, you know, Terry's a great coach, a uh, great human being. I wish him nothing but the best. And whatever he decides to do, da-da-da-da. So he went, took the high road and played dumb and said, I don't know what happened. I got no idea what's going on. And he took the high road. That that's the decision he decided to take, which I mean, I get it, but I don't I don't think we have to play the game of I don't know. All he had to say is if there was beef, just say, Hey, you know what? Terry and I weren't on the same page a lot. We never worked together. We kind of figured it out here as we were going that we were kind of weren't getting on the same page is how we wanted to do it. And he decided that, you know, he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Okay, done. Like, it is what it is. That that That's what it was. But the whole, I don't know, go ask Terry. I mean, come on. That's well, he didn't. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He he didn't he didn't say I don't know. He just said you're gonna have to ask him because I think he's just saying out of respect for him, I'm not gonna sit there and behind his back tell like tell, oh well this is what happened this what happened this what happened play he said she said like I think he's just saying. It was his choice, so you like, you like ask him why he left. It, it's I want to let him, you know, speak for himself rather than in Griffin speaking for him. I don't think it. And they, he did say um, in the interview. I don't know if you saw this, but he did say he's like, yeah, we met, like we talked about it, um, we had a good conversation. It, they like they they talked about this. This wasn't just all of a sudden he's gone and he didn't tell Griffin or he didn't talk to anyone about it. Like apparently he met with Griffin. Apparently he met with. Um, Dame and Chris and all those guys and uh, then left. But I, I don't think this is Griffin. Like Griffin didn't say, I don't know. He didn't say, oh, I, I'm not sure why You'll he's You'll have to leaving. ask Terry. That's what he said, right? Yeah, but that's your, different I than saying, I don't. Quote, I got the quote right here. You're going to yeah, have to ask but, Terry. That's different than saying, I don't know. He's saying, ask him because it's his it, it, It's his choice. You can talk to him about it. I'm not going to speak for him because it's not like that's, it could be, it's irresponsible to like then go talking about, oh, well. Was Stotts available is, to the media? Did I miss that? I don't know. No. I don't think so. But, who, but, but How are they going to ask saying, Terry? If it's his choice, you, you like, I'm not going to speak on someone else's behalf and be like, oh, well, he's leaving because of this, this, and this, and, and this all happened and this. It's like, no, no, no. Like, that's, that's not my that's not my place to be talking for so someone tell me, else. Nathan, if it's he not now, my decision. Now, okay. So now they go to Terry. Let's say Eric Dame goes to Terry. Terry goes, hey, man, I just, you know, me and Adrian Griffin had differences of opinion on how this whole thing was going to run. If you're Adrian Griffin, you're comfortable letting him dictate the conversation versus you, the head coach? Well, clearly he was because he's saying it's not his, he's basically what he was saying is it's not my place to to speak for him and to it's his decision. Like sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak on why he left because it's not my decision. So, so who then told Sh- Sharania, do you think, about what happened in practice? You think that came from Stotts? Or do you think that came um, from the box? I have my no guess idea. is it came from the box, right? That's probably the the idea here. Let's make sure we get out there what happened with Stotts so we don't look like the bad guys. That's how that played. I mean, come on. You gotta be an idiot to think it came from anybody else other than somebody in the Bucks organization. Well, and I, don't yeah, know, definitely. I don't I don't know who it was, but somebody wanted to make sure Griffin didn't look like the bad guy and Sots did. So they put it out there to make sure they put that story out there about what happened at practice. So again, you could take the high road and then the member of your organization goes and does what he does anyhow, or she, whoever they were talking, whoever Sharani was talking to, uh, and puts it out there that way. So either way, Sots looks like the bad guy. So whether you say it or whether you the Sharania sources, which come on. You're telling me it's it's not in the organization. I don't believe you. it is. It um, is. Yeah. So I mean that I, I, that's either way he's going to look like the bad guy. You can either control the narrative or you can let it play out the way it did. You pick which way you want to go. But either way, your organization was going to make sure you didn't look like the bad guy, and he did. That's what it was. That's exactly what they did. And nobody has heard from Terry Stotts to this point. Now, will Terry Stotts come back and talk? Doubt it. Not on the record. I doubt. I doubt it that he talks on the record. I absolutely doubt it. My so my concern is a, if, the arranged marriage. It, I don't. But like if that. if but if if it's true that if it's really just oh Griffin Griffin was bad and all this stuff and it was all Griffin's fault, then why wouldn't he talk on the record about it? Why wouldn't he just say oh well I just because he wants to get another job. He wants to get another job in the league. He's not going to say anything. what's wrong. What's wrong with saying I just disagreed with what he was doing and I wanted a different a different job? Well, he's not going to take a job right now, right away. I bet you he'll sit out another year. Now is my guess. But I mean, but yes, I, I'm just saying. Say, I'm just saying. He could say I'm that say, they disagreed on. They, they, they create creative differences or whatever. I don't know. However you want to phrase it. Sure. He could say that if they came to him and asked him. But now what's going to happen is because whoever leaked it, now it's going to be Terry. 
why didn't you go back to the huddle when AG told you to come back to the huddle? So now it's no longer going to be, why did you leave? Now it's going to be, so why were you defying your head coach and not coming back to the huddle? See how that's fun? Based on them leaking that story? Do you think the most, most, based on what you know, do you think the most plausible explanation is that Terry Stotts didn't quite feel like, like he didn't want to be the, um, you know, he didn't want to be underneath Adrian Griffin. He wanted to be kind of on that same level and he wasn't like, cause I, and, and I'm not saying that he has no basis for that. I mean, he has obviously a lot more experience and all that. So there's a very, I think there is a very decent chance that Terry Stotts, who had not been an assistant coach for a long time and had been a head coach and had been a head coach many years is like, no, like I get, I'm going to get basically just as much say as you because I'm more experienced. And the head coach is like, no, I'm the head coach. Do you think that that's a pretty good, a, 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 the most plausible explanation for this? Yeah, absolutely. I think there is. So, a, but, it's obviously that's what happened based on that story yeah. that stopped but that's what I'm saying. respect him and ignored him. But that's what Clearly. I'm saying. So then, so then what's, we know so that then, because the story got leaked out. You yeah, wouldn't so have then, known that had they not leaked the story to Sharania. We'd be sitting so then, here having no idea. So then why, how, like, why is this on Griffin then? Isn't this a good thing that Griffin would not let a, his assistant coach walk over him? I'd be worried if he did. Cause it's like, if you let your assistant coach walk over, you, was imagine, on Griffin. when did I say, it was I just on Griffin? feel like this whole thing's been negative towards Griffin. This whole thing is negative towards the organization in general. Again, arranged marriages never hardly ever work. They just don't. It's just like when a coach, when a GM comes in and is told by the owner, you have to keep the head coach for a year. Very rarely does that work. The Brewers are the rare exception where David Stearns gets that job and Mark tells him, you have to keep counsel as manager for a year. Figure it out. If you don't like him, then get rid of him. Lovey Smith, they bring a new general manager in for the Bears. They force him to keep Lovey for a year. That was not going to work out. There was no chance that was going to work out. It happens all the time. So you, you arrange this marriage, the organization, not Griffin, and income stats. Now, again, I think there's a lot of people at fault here. Stotts is definitely at fault in all of this for certain, right? You can't, you can't disrespect the head coach in front of the entire team. Like that cannot be a thing. So clearly he's in the wrong. From Adrian Griffin's standpoint, if there was beef, okay, and you felt tension one way or the other, then you should have nipped this in the bud and ended this sooner. Instead of waiting for him to blow up and ignore you and resign, you can feel that there's tension between people, can't you? Haven't you ever worked in a, well, you may not have, but I mean, if you work in an office or whatever else, but you it can is. feel if two people don't really get get each other and there's some high tension going on there. And if there but was it is early. It is, it, two, is, it is early and there's reason at that point to think, okay, yes, there's tension. We're obviously not gelling right away, but this could still work out. It's, it's October. You know, this isn't, like, I know what you're saying, but I also think you could look at the other side and say, well, I mean, I don't think he was ready to just like call it quits. You know, obviously Terry Stotts was, but I'm not like, it's fair to just be like, Hey, I'm going to give this thing a chance. We're not seeing eye to eye right away, but like this, we, we could get this figured out down the road. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess that could be what he was thinking, but uh, clearly this was a disaster and it's unfortunate because I thought this offense and this team with this coaching staff, again, Stotts has been a successful head coach for so long. Pronti was an interim head coach. Okay. Montembeau has never been a head coach in the NBA. He was in the G league, I think, but never in the NBA. You are missing so much by not having that dude there. And if they replace him, are they going to replace him with somebody like him and with that type of experience level and so forth? Hmm. Maybe you're going to get Scott Skiles to come back. Is that going to be the next call? Because Skiles doesn't have a job. I mean, you'll go, let's get Scott Skiles and have him come back and be your lead assistant and, and Skiles be the assistant coach and have him run the offense. 
I, I don't know. I, I, the whole thing pisses me off to no end because again, you were set up for a tremendous amount of success and you'll probably still have it. Like Nathan said, because you have Damian Lillard and Giannis and Chris Middleton. So you're still going to have some success, but this whole thing is just a complete distraction. And if you're Lillard, you got to be sitting there going, dude, come on, man. He just got done praising the organization a couple of days ago saying like everybody does their job. Like you don't got to tell anybody to do their job. Everybody's just doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's business like atmosphere. Everybody's doing their thing. Like it's great and everything else. And then dysfunction. Whammo right there. There's dysfunction. My one other beef about today. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship. Icon of the seas. The ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Wait, 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 wait really quick. You mentioned Lillard. I, I just want to say, and you can believe this or not, Lillard today said it, it didn't come with a lot of drama. It was just abrupt. I don't think it'll be much of a distraction at all. Yeah, I saw the quote, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But Lillard, I mean, Lillard's not going to tell the media, boy, what kind of dysfunctional crap do we got going on here? And I just, I mean, well, he could, I mean, I'm just saying he, he could have been like, yeah, like I'm, you know, that's really disappointing and blah, blah, blah. Like he just was like, I mean, it's okay. It, he, he said, he's like, this stuff happens in the league. Like I just, you move forward and whatever. I've never seen it. And Middleton said the same thing. Middleton's like, I've never seen an assistant coach quit like this right before the start of the season. Can you come up with another situation where this is ever, you've ever seen it? I can't. I don't. I don't follow assistant coaches like this. While we've, I've watched a lot of dysfunctional Bucks coaching staffs over the years for a long time. I've never seen a coach walk out right but, before the start of a season ever. Can we do okay? But ultimately, my ultimate take on this is: yes, it's unfortunate. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it, nobody wanted this to happen. But if this was what was going on, it's probably best that this happened, right? Right. If you don't think it was going to be resolved and couldn't work itself out, then yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so, I, but and again, so, you have to. But see, again, this is going back to Griffin. He obviously, listening to you, thought that they this thing could be resolved. But if you didn't think this thing could be resolved, then you have to start writing a list of guys that are available. Of here's Plan B. If I can't figure this out and who I want to go get, he might have a list of Plan B. He might be on the phone getting somebody right now. For all I know, I don't know. But as soon as there's tension. You got to write down a list of guys of, okay, if he quits or I can't deal with them and I got to get rid of them, who's going to be that guy that's going to come in here and help run this offense? I, to me, my last thing that I'm, I'm going to complain about this, we're going to talk about John Hollinger and his East, and I don't even care about it. So we'll get to that uh, maybe on Tuesday or whatever, or Monday night when we record. Where was Giannis? I mean, you're the leader of the damn team, man. Where were What you? is he supposed to do? And I, I asked, I, I tweeted at John, uh, to uh, Jim Lazarski, I was like, did Giannis not talk? And he's like, no, Giannis wasn't made available to the media today. Yeah, but you're the face of the team. So what is when Giannis stuff, supposed when to stuff goes When stuff goes sideways, the face of the team should be out there talking. If stuff goes sideways with the Lakers, LeBron's going to be out there talking about what happened with the Lakers. If stuff goes sideways in Miami, Jimmy Butler's talking to the media. Like, that's just, again, it's not end of the world stuff. I'm just saying, like, you're the face of the team more than Middleton or whoever. Lillard, I give Lillard props for being out there because. He could have just said, dude, I don't want to talk about this. That's my former coach. That's my guy. Now he's gone. Like, let somebody else go out there and talk. He could have just passed it off and said, let somebody else talk. I give Lillard credit. Going if out anything, there, standing up, talking. Good for him. Giannis, though, any, come on, man. You should if anything, Lillard should be the one talking because he actually knows the guy he's been. He's worked with him before. Whereas, like, what is Giannis going to say? Giannis 
Giannis has barely worked with Griffin and barely worked with Stotts. What is he going to say that's like, well, oh my got gosh, hired because of Giannis. Is that not just like, the, the understanding of everybody? That was Giannis's guy? Yeah, but what is like like what did what would you expect Giannis to go up there and say? What like I what is I he going to say that's Nathan? I don't care what he says. He could have just said, "Yeah, Matt's tough situation. We'll get through it. We'll be fine." Like whatever. I don't care. Say something. All I'm saying is, if you're the face of the organization and there's strife, then the face of the organization be the one should be the one out there talking to the media. That's all. I don't care what he says. I'm not saying I expect him to say A, B, or C. Don't care what he says. Could be two sentences, but he should be the one addressing the media because you're the face of the organization and have been the face of the organization for the last decade. Like this is this is when you have to come up there and talk. And again, I give credit to Lillard, Middleton. Good job. Middleton's ever ran for the media ever. So I'm good with that. And that's in Giannis is running, but that should have been an organizational thing like Giannis, dude, you got to talk. Like you're going to have to talk. You got to give your quotes on this one. That, that's just, you don't have to talk long. You talk for three, four minutes. I don't care, but you got to give a couple quotes on uh, what's going on here. And he didn't and whatever. I mean, they're going to ask him at some point. I'm sure the next time he talks, they have another game coming up uh, tomorrow night. Do you think before we go, do you think they replace Terry Stotts with the coach or do you think they ride with what they have? Um, I'm going to say they replace him. I'm going to say they don't do anything. Uh, and, and, they just go with who they have and what they have. My my big question, though, is still is, and I didn't see a, the quotes because for whatever reason with The Athletic, I think it's my phone. I don't know. But The Athletic app says Eric Name Sharania. I click on it, and it's the original Eric Name story with that guy Quick. Um, and the writer Quick, is he cover Portland maybe? I don't know. But so those two guys, that was the original article. And every time I click on it, it goes. So I text my buddy. He sends me a link. I click, 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 click. Doesn't open up. Can't get it to open up on my phone no matter what I do. So he sent me a screenshot of the whole huddle thing. It's not, it's not coming over. So that's how I knew that. But having said all of that, did they ask Griffin about the offense and are they going to run this offense or are they going to have to do something else? Did anybody ask that question? Is there a quote on him talking about whether or not they're going to stay with what they have offensively? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I didn't see anything on that. I, I will just say at the very end of the athletic piece, it just says, the, uh, per a team source, the Bucks will take their time in considering all options and filling spot Stotts' spot on the staff. Please don't do this again to this uh, this head coach. Let Adrian Griffin pick who he wants. Please don't tell him you want him to take A or B or C like you do with Stotts. Please just let him pick who he wants. I don't care if he picks somebody from Toronto that was on the Raptors staff. Fine. Who cares? Somebody from the Knicks staff that he worked with. Bulls staff. I don't. Whoever. I don't, a former player teammate that wants to get into coaching. I don't care who it is. Let him pick his own guy so we don't got to go through this again. And I still want to know what this offense looks like. And now it's it's Joe Prunty now is the gray hair guy uh, that you're going to have to rely on. Oh, man. I didn't see us talking about this on a Thursday night, Nathan Marzian. I didn't. I was so excited for the season. I was like, man, I saw that this morning. Hey, I be excited that. for don't let the don't let a freaking assistant coach ruin Giannis Dame being together. Like, I think it was just a big the, key to Adrian Griffin this year. And now things I think he's not gonna have that same resource that he could have had. But that's the stuff that I hate anyway. seeing is when like I can understand being like, Oh, that's unfortunate. But the people that are like, Oh my God, like I you know, we're screwed and blah. It's like we got Giannis, Dame, Chris, Nathan, and Brooke if together. This was I don't Nick give Nurse, a damn who's running the offense. If this was Nick Nurse, if this was Nick you, Nurse, you, this you stuff would have happened. If this was Nick Nurse, this would have happened three months ago. Because Nick Nurse is a hundred times worse at dealing with people than than Adrian Griffin is. But the difference is he's been a head coach. He's won a championship, so I don't care about his assistants or who it is because he's proven he can win as a head coach. Griffin's never been a head coach, and neat. Well, the assumption is. 
in the NBA that you need one of these guys on your bench in order to be successful. Major, maybe Griffin doesn't need anybody. Maybe Griffin has it all figured out and doesn't need any help. We'll find out one way or the other. But again, this offense thing will not be an issue, like Nathan says. If you're top five in the offense and your offense is playing well in the postseason and we have no issues, then yeah, then everybody, then Nathan can say, see, all you people freaking out about Terry Stotts, you were wrong. But if this offense is 15th in the NBA or 10th or 12th in the NBA and struggles in the postseason, then Nathan's going to go, yeah, 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 but it still doesn't have anything to do with Terry Stotts. No, no, no. It's A, B, C, D, and E. He'll already have it all laid out for sit, why it's still not Terry Stotts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy these buckets. Yeah, we'll see. Lillard better start shooting better. I'll tell you that much. And I saw a guy that uh, tweeted uh, it said, hey, don't worry. Lillard always stinks in the preseason pretty much that he'll be fine. But he also pointed out, uh, the guy was from Portland. He also pointed out, look, he's going to go through stretches like this in the season too. Or he's not going to catch a cold for a couple of games. And then next thing you know, he'll start scoring 40 points a night like it's 20 points a night and get on some incredible hot roll and you'll be loving life. So it is what it is. It comes with the, the territory. Nobody is perfect and nobody's going to score I, at a high level. All I just time. want to say, yeah, I just want to say, I'd rather have someone who's scoring well past the all-star break than someone who, you know, like Drew, where it's like, He's more of, okay, he'll, he'll go off during the regular season right. early on, but he's going to really struggle in the playoffs. I'd easily take the second one. So, Yeah, uh, hopefully the organization learned no more arranged marriages, please. Uh, Nathan Marzian, you can follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me at Sparky Radio, 1250 AM, uh, com. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll record another one coming up on Monday night. Enjoy. Toodles. Toodles.